it's Delos of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. I'm Allison. Today is a very special day. Why is that, Michael? It's National Obese Pet Awareness Day. <laughs> it's National M&M Day. And more importantly, Allison, it's your birthday. Thank you. And I think that they Above are... Above all that. Oh, I was going to say, in terms of importance, it's very important to be aware of your obese pets. But it's but it's more important to be aware of the day you were born. I'd say oh. that's above that. So happy, happy birthday. birthday! Oh, well, thank you very much. I'll celebrate by holding a very a very heavy dog, eating M and M's and yeah. feed the dog. Oh no, M&Ms. they shouldn't have M and M's. Sugar free, uh, chocolate free, <laughs> chocolate free. Just just feed them little sausages and tell them it's M&M's. They might not know the difference. But why Why are you working? You should be at Krispy Kreme getting free donuts. Oh, you know what? I don't think we do that here. What? We don't, ha- we don't have b- your birthday celebrations like we do in Canada. Canada's so boring. Canada's like, it's a, every day should be a celebration that you're alive. <laughs> you can't go to <laughs> don't Tim Hortons, one day. Tim Hortons no. and get a free um, beaver tail or where, whatever. No, if I went in and asked, they'd be like, you need to leave. <laughs> no begging. Security. Out. Security. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't have like free birthday things. Um, but I am going to, maybe I'll celebrate sometime this week with some Taco Bell. Yeah, so a million Taco Bell kisses for you. And Thank hopefully you. you also get um, a cameo from, who are you into lately? You were into <laughs> Army Hammer and then all that <laughs> happened. I'm not holding he, you, that against you. He's not on Cameo probably for legal reasons right now. Yeah. So, no. Um, Dean McDermott. You know what? I th- might have mentioned this on the podcast. I've gotten a Cameo from Dean McDermott before. Oh, that's right. Another one. Cause it's wor- you know what? Yeah. It's worth it. Honestly, it's worth it. He puts a lot of effort into his Cameos. He's no slouch. He should. His well. Cameos are like two minutes long. He's just like shooting the shit. He's like, so what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, well, he owes you another one. You should get a two for one. Obviously. I can't. I can't. I can't take him up on that. He needs the money right now. Yeah, He's true. possibly that's going true. through a divorce. <laughs> that's true. Okay, so we're still in the middle middle of a pandemic, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Does it feel business as usual for you, Allison? Business I, as usual. Yeah, you know what it does. It feels like everybody's just living their life except with a mask on, and. We, you know, we're not like clapping and cheering for the nurses anymore. And we're not going around and, you know, rubbing elbows with your neighbor and being like, we're in this together. It's like everyone's kind of, in my world. It's like a lot of people have returned to their pre-pandemic self and the party's over. What about for you? Yeah, but it's it's not business as usual for me. It's okay. totally different. It'll probably never be the same. I mean, I, I go to stores, but I wear a mask and some people don't. And I freak mm-hmm. out. I can like see the COVID germs coming out of their mouth like a cartoon and doing the conga line <laughs> into my way. Like, they're like, Michael, we love you. Come here. Give us kisses. Yeah. Snort <laughs> I us. Should, I should say that um, when I say business as usual, I mean like everyone is still wearing masks and, you know, restaurants are still make you know not everyone can be in a restaurant together um but people have kind of what i'm trying to say is like it feels like people are very over it yeah and hollywood is back in business kind of Mm -hmm. um there's been no sweeping covid vaccine mandates like you know sag hasn't ordered that all actors must be vaccinated Mm -hmm. so it's kind of the protocols are up to the production you know, sets claim they've got strict protocols like regular testing, masks when you're not filming, etc. But still, productions have shut down because of COVID, positive COVID cases. Like on Dancing with the Stars, that Peloton guy, Cody Rigsby, he and his partner, Shell Burke, both got COVID. They got breakthrough cases of coronavirus. But the show still went on. They filmed them separate. They performed their dance separately at home in front of a webcam. It's a mess. It's like, what is the point? At that point, 
just be like, you know what? Stay home. Turn off your camera. No one needs to see this. No one is at home saying, you know, this dance is great, but it'd be so much better if I was watching them dance separately from their own homes. Yeah. In over their a shitty room. internet connection. It's like cyber sex of dancing. It's at the end, you're kind of just like, why? Why did this happen? <laughs> but the Hollywood Reporter did a piece on how Hollywood is handling the pandemic while trying mm-hmm. to keep productions going. So there's, of course, like, two sides there's they mentioned george clooney and uh, giancarlo esposito who are Mm -hmm. all for vaccines Mm -hmm. and really only want to work with people who are vaccinated then Mm -hmm. um, there's sean penn who is very much pro-vaccine he refused to go back to shooting his show gaslit gaslight one of those gaslit Mm -hmm. unless everybody on the set was vaccinated every cast member every crew member that kind of shocks me. That he's so pro-vax. So pro-vax. I don't know why. There's just something about his like face that screams. Well, he's you know, an like, asshole. Yeah. He's an asshole. But like he definitely seems like the type of dude who suggests that you do your research and see what the government's putting in those things. You know, yeah, like, I don't know. There's something about him. He's not. It's a surprise. It's a good surprise. Yeah. And the producers of Gaslit say that everyone on set is now vaccinated. So Sean is back to work. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Then there's the other side. So there's like Candace Cameron Bure, Bure, whatever. She and I can't believe I'm considering her a member of Hollywood, but she's I know Hallmark <laughs> movies. She the, she exists in a space where a live camera is rolling. Yes, sometimes exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, sometimes yeah, but yeah. So she um she wouldn't say if she's vaccinated or not. But she went on Instagram and went off about ma- uh, vaccine mandates and that she's not anti-vax. She's just pro-medical freedom and thinks people should have the right to do what they want with their own body. So, <laughs> so unless, she, so she unless have you a have a baby. <laughs> yeah, unless you have a baby in your body and you're not ready to have a baby in your body, she, she doesn't believe that you have the freedom to choose. Yeah, yeah she's like, my body, my choice asterisk yeah (laughs) Uh, unless there's a fetus there then it's everybody else's choice yeah Yeah. and there's also um letitia wright Mm -hmm. who plays shuri the scientist in black panther and she's also been in the avengers a couple of the avengers movies so she like during the pandemic she got in trouble because she tweeted a video of a guy who's spreading all kinds of COVID misinformation. He talks about China. He says some transphobic stuff. The video got removed by YouTube. Of course, naturally. Uh, yeah. Letitia ended up deleting, get, you know, going away from Twitter. She got dropped by her U.S. team. And there was a rumor that she was replaced in the Black Panther sequel by Michaela Cole. That didn't prove to be true because Michaela Cole's in it, but she did not replace Letitia Wright. Letitia Wright is still in the movie. They're shooting right now in Atlanta. And The Hollywood Reporter named her. And I mentioned that because we'll talk about later on. They don't name other people, but they name her and they say that she's spreading more COVID misinformation on the set of the Black Panthers sequel, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, and and one could naturally assume that she has chosen not to be vaccinated as well. Yeah, because you don't have to be vaccinated on on the set. Yeah, And like The Hollywood Reporter is basically just saying she's spreading COVID misinformation, but they're not outing her as somebody who doesn't have the vaccine. But if you do the math and put two and two together, if you're able to add two and two, then you can get the answer. Yeah, if you have at least one half working brain cell, you can probably figure it out. And it's, okay, her tweeting that video, okay, that's one thing. But then you didn't lose your job and you're at your job. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're spreading the shit that you got in trouble for. Like, do you not want that check? And it's not like it's just any check. It's a Marvel check. Oh my God. That is the check that keeps on giving. That is like 10 checks in a row. You don't get one check. That's That one check is a guarantee to get more checks. They're, like, you can work. You'll show up in movies until you... They'll start writing characters for your grandma character once you get old enough to do that. 
until you die, they're like, as long as you are breathing on this earth, you always have a job with us. We will always find a cameo for you. You will always get a check. It's exactly what you're saying. Yeah, and they have Disney Plus, so you can get a series. It's never going to end. So she's fucking with that check. And so like I said, they named her. They said Letitia Wright. But they didn't do that for some other actors. So her publicist failed her somehow. Or or the others got better publicists because the others are put in blind items. Yeah, the Hollywood Reporter's lips were only loose when it came to Letitia Wright. Then they got real tight all of a sudden. Yeah, so I'll read a bl- one of their blind items. Mm-hmm. So in August, a high-profile actor was on the set of a film where he came down with COVID-19 and was hospitalized. The star, known to the cast and crew as being dismissive of vaccines and masks, was said to be unvaccinated. The film shut down for three weeks, but not before more than a dozen crew members got sick, sources say. Ultimately, the stoppage resulted in a seven-figure hit for the production company, and they won't say who it is. Mm-hmm. But... But, but, right but. below that, right below that, they mention, and this story is known, they mention how production on the series The Offer was shut down after someone in Zone A. Zone A is actors and anyone who comes in contact with actors. Mm-hmm. Someone in Zone A tested positive for covid and they weren't vaccinated. So production lost millions because they had to stop production. And The Hollywood Reporter wouldn't name who tested positive, but it was widely, widely, widely reported that it was Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if their blind item has anything to do with Miles Teller, but I'm going to guess Miles Teller. Yeah, but my question was this. Uh, did they put that one below their blind item, almost like a red herring, to be like, we don't want people to guess who this actor is, so we're going to put the thing about the offer right underneath it so that you think it's about Miles Teller when it could be about someone else, perhaps somebody who it would maybe sue or would not want their name to be attached to a blind item. Like I'm saying, are they trying to throw us off the scent or are they trying to give us a clue? I took it as giving a clue because okay. Miles Teller, okay, so he did shoot one movie, I think recently or like this year. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't find out this movie shut down production. But to me, all roads lead to Miles Teller. And he's a dick. Miles Teller definitely seems like the type of person who would see someone in a mask and be like, uh, bro, get that shit off your face. Yeah, dude, I'm not going to get pricked. I'm a man, yeah. dude. <laughs> this is, I don't got no prick. I'm not a homo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to no prick near me. Wait, what would be what would be the hyper hyper hetero version or the opposite of getting a needle? Uh I don't know, banging a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, when I go to the when I go to the hospital I basically fuck all the nurses because of Miles Teller. Again, allegedly. I don't I don't know if Miles Teller has been <laughs> I don't know if Miles Teller is running a train on hospitals across the Los Angeles area. I don't know. I'm not implying that. <laughs> no, but that's that's my guess, which is mm-hmm. like really for Miles Teller, like all of this for Miles Teller. We've got Ansel Al Gore, we've got Shia LaBeouf. Now we need a Miles Teller. Yeah, Miles Teller could easily be replaced with a can of soup. And everyone would just accept it. Well, we'll be like, oh, my God, it has so much personality. He has so much personality no, now. Oh my it's God, nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> Miles Teller nominated for an Oscar, Oscar for his riveting turn. There's also this blind item, which is not much of a blind item either. And again, they choose not to name this person, which is weird. But um, the Hollywood Reporter learned of an instance that saw an A-lister cut ties with a beloved yoga instructor who refused to the vaccine. The star highly recommended the guru and facilitated introductions to a cadre, cadre, cadre of fellow insiders, some of whom are said to have ended their relationship as well to protect loved ones. It's Jennifer Aniston. I think so, too, because originally Jennifer Aniston, like a while ago, said that she had to completely cut some people out of her life. Yeah, we talked about that here. Yeah. 
And she didn't say like friends. She said inner circle. So that means people she deals with regularly. A yoga instructor. Yeah, a yoga instructor. Uh, the person who delivers her smart water. If it's not Jennifer Aniston, I feel like it could be. Here's my second guess. Oprah. Does Oprah do yoga? She does everything. Yeah, I mean, I think Oprah's form of exercise is picking up her diamonds and putting them on her ear. I mean, those things are like 80 pounds each. So it's a lot of exercise. (laughs) Weight training. (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't need the yoga. But yeah, it's totally Jennifer Aniston. And you know she is serious when Jennifer Aniston is firing her yoga instructor over the vaccine. That's when it's become very serious. (laughs) Threat level red. Let's move on to... Demi Lovato, who is at it again. Uh, Demi has gotten a lot of shit recently. First, for which we talked about here, ranting against a yogurt shop for selling sugar-free cookies because Demi felt like the shop was pushing diet culture when they were providing sugar-free options for people who can't eat sugar. So there was that. Demi also... Uh, talked about, you know, Demi has been in rehab for addiction and now they say they're California sober. You know what California sober is, right? It, you're still drinking and smoking weed, right? Yes, you you can drink booze and smoke weed. So that's California sober. And a lot of people were like, uh, that's not really a thing that is real. You know, a lot of recovering addicts were like, that. <laughs> that's not how it works. Demi also has a show now called Unidentified with Demi Lovato. It's on Peacock. And in it, they go searching for UFOs and aliens. Have you seen any of this? I can't, I can't say that I have, but only because I don't like to fuck around with aliens. It's too scary for me. Really? Yeah, aliens terrify me because I am sure I, I think they are, there's probably aliens out there and I don't like the look of them they're very creepy to me and i don't want one coming into my bedroom and taking my kidneys so yeah i have not watched it and you know what demi addressed people who think the way that you do about mm-hmm. aliens which were <laughs> <laughs> so De- anyways this show i haven't watched yet i've only seen clips like on tiktok i want right. to watch it because it seems bonkers it just yeah. seems insane So Demi did an interview with Pedestrian TV about the show and how they believe aliens aren't going to attack Earth because if aliens wanted to do that, they already would have done it a long time ago since I guess they have the powers to do so. Mm -hmm. Demi thinks they just want peaceful interactions with us. And that's why doesn't Demi doesn't like how aliens are seen as harmful sometimes. Like, you see aliens as scary. Oh, yeah. Aliens want to probe you and take your kidneys. No question. Yeah. And Demi doesn't like how the alien brand, that's, that's <laughs> the alien brand. They're scary. Yeah. De- yeah. Demi wants people to embrace a different type of alien vibe. Yeah. And that includes not calling them aliens. So Demi said... I really think that if there was anything out there that would want to do that to us, it would have happened by now. But I think that we have to stop calling them aliens because aliens is a derogatory term for anything. That's why I like to call them ETs. So yeah, that's a little tidbit, a little information that I learned. Yeah, I need to know where Demi learned this from because this feels like the kind of thing you learn when you're California sober, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, California sober times 500. Yeah, you learn it from a friend when you and a couple of your friends are being California sober together. (laughs) And one person is like, oh, you can't call aliens aliens. That's not right. And then Demi goes, oh, my God, you're right. We've got to write this down (laughs) and say it on my TV show. And then came up with the only alien they know in movies and that's et et <laughs> also that feel that feels disrespectful to me too because somewhere there's an alien being like uh we don't we're not all the alien from that steven spielberg movie okay 
like not all, not of us all identify aliens, as yeah. ET. <laughs> Some that's one person's idea of a. Well, why don't we just call them space people? Well, first of all, Demi needs to ask ET how they feel about yeah. us calling everyone all aliens and ET. ET phone home and e. ask how they Demi. feel about that. Yeah, ET, please phone Demi. But I am surprised, like you said. Uh, what did you say? Sea people, not sea people, but a long time ago, <laughs> PETA, PETA did this campaign mm-hmm. about how we need to call fish sea kittens because kitten we see kittens as cute and we don't want to eat them and we need to see fish like that. Fish is cute that we don't want to eat. So we need to call fish sea kittens. So I'm surprised Demi didn't piggyback on that and say we need to call them uh, space kittens. Oh, space puppies. Or space puppies or space bunnies. Space friends, space cuties. I feel like this is, this feels really infantilizing to, towards all these space friends. Because again, space friends are watching us being like, okay, we're a very sophisticated race of creatures and you're out here calling us space kittens and space puppies. We are gonna, we are gonna invade your pl- planet and we are gonna take your kidneys and yeah. do all that shit. They're we're gonna, gonna start a war. They're going to come after us now. But we have a premium line of defense. Okay, so during Demi's show, Mm -hmm. the group was in a space where, I guess, alien presence was felt or something. Mm -hmm. And Demi wanted to serenade the alien. So I'm going to play this clip for you that no alien is ever going to come to Earth now because of this. So... Mm -hmm. Sure. Singing something emotional for you. Do you have to make me feel like there's nothing left of me? You can take everything I have. You can break everything I am like a made of glass. Okay, and Demi goes oh. on. This is a serenading the. They're not. They're. They're not gonna fuck with us now. The aliens just pulled like a uh, thing like in Looney Tunes cartoons where the spaceship puts on the brakes and is like. Mission aborted. Mission aborted. (laughs) Try Pluto. Okay, let's end with some toilet talk. Nice. Yeah, I mean, we talk (laughs) shit all all the time on this podcast. So we do toilet talk. This is on brand. Mm -hmm. But this toilet talk comes to us from Megan Trainer. A singer. Allison named two Megan Trainer songs quick. Uh All About That Bass mm-hmm. and Dear Future Husband and Future No Husband. and the one that she sings with John Legend. Uh, oh my god. Like I'm gonna You're... lose you. I know Megan Trainer. <laughs> You're a tra- a trainee. Trainer head. What? A trainee. A trainee. <laughs> Is that what you all call yourselves? I'm Megan in training. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and that Moving Lips song. Did you mention that? I know that one. Oh, Lips Are Moving. I didn't mention that one. Yeah. But Shoot. she basically makes kids songs. Mm-hmm. Yo. <laughs> Burn on me. I <laughs> I deserve I deserved every uh, ounce of that burn. <laughs> You're just youthful. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I just graduated high school like 20 years ago. <laughs> so that's Megan Trainer, and she's married to Daryl Sabara. He's the boy from Spy Kids. He's all grown mm-hmm. up now. So they have one child, a son, who turns one years old in February. So Megan was on a podcast called Why Won't You Date Me? Uh, from Nicole Byer, very good podcast. Yeah, and if Megan ends mm-hmm. up single, we now know why some people might not want to date her. Mm-hmm. Right? Because she wants to pee with you. And well, possibly so- shit with you. That might be appealing to some people. Yeah, if you're into golden showers and scat, this Megan is the one for you. So Megan and Daryl built a new house, and their last house was 7,200 square feet. So this one is probably bigger and definitely has plenty of bathrooms. But Megan said that many times they're up in the middle of the night with their baby, and they have to piss at the same time. So she asked their contractor to put two toilets next to each other in their bathroom and he did it so they've got side by side shitters and megan said that they pee next to each other all the time but they've only shit 
with each next to each other twice. But <laughs> then she later corrected herself on Twitter because this is such a big breaking news story and said that they've actually only shit next to each other once and they'll never do it again. And she also posted a video on TikTok of her of the his and hers toilets in their bathroom. So they definitely mm-hmm. exist. Yeah, except I mean, one has to ask, do they only do they not have any other toilets in their house? Yeah. Like when ex- guests come over? Yeah, or since they they were building this house, they could have put in their master like two toilet closets. You know, two toilet closets. Well, toilet closet, you know, what do you, what do you call it? A wet room, whatever. The you know the room A with the toilet room. in it? The, the room with the toilet in it? Michael, you know, I'm sorry. Too rich for my blood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like a bathroom, a, to- a wet closet. I don't know what it's called. Anyways, it's a room, a, a water, little are you, are you talking water, about a water closet. closet? Water closet? <laughs> a wet closet. Like, are Same you, thing. Are you, water are you is sure, wet. Are you sure you don't want to move into Megan Trainor's house with two toilets? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so she, that they could have built that. Instead, these toilets are right next to each other. That's why they obviously like it. They like shitting and pissing next to each other. You know what it reminds me of is going to a concert at a huge stadium. And so I've heard tell of bad like public washrooms in the UK, how the stalls go all the way to the floor. Well, in North America, tell me I'm right about this. Most public washrooms, the stalls have space around your feet. Underneath, yeah. Yeah, underneath. But I went to a a stadium one time to, like, see a concert, and it felt like they were really high up. Like, you could kind of see the bottom of the toilet bowl. And that's what it reminds me of, just two people sitting beside each other, pissing and shitting, just embracing the intimacy of it. Oh, no, that, at least there's some kind of partition. This, there is no partition. They're just... They can hold hands if they want to. They can kiss. They probably do. Oh, my God. And see, it's like, okay, they're they're obviously into scat and piss play. I mean, that's fine. I'm not here to fetish shame anyone. That's what they're into. But it's like, I, I can pee in front of boyfriends. And I may have, may or may not have peed on some. But shitting, you, you have to draw the line somewhere. That's my line. I can't, oh. I couldn't poop in front of anybody. Oh, you can, right? Yeah, I can. I can poop in front of oh, anyone. <laughs> I mean, I can, but I don't want to, unless I'm getting paid extra for that. But yeah, no, that's that's for me time, alone time with my phone to look at TikTok or Instagram. So you do you do have some couples time in there, you and your phone. Oh, that's true. That's a (laughs) that's a that's a good point. And it's like what kind of scares me about Megan Trainer admitting this to us is like we already have one Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard and oh. now we're gonna have two with Megan Trainer and Spy Kids Boy The Next Generation Michael did you ever want to see Matt Damon and Ben Affleck kiss each other? With or without Tom? Either way beggars can't be choosers No I have not have you? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I had a dream about it one time after watching Goodwill Hunting. But n- neither of us are going to see that come to fruition just yet. So they, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck are in a new movie called The Last Duel. It's coming out Christmas or 2022, sometime around there. Very Oscar soon. time. Just Oscar in time for Oscar. Yeah. Exactly. It's like a it's like a 13th century like French film. Uh, fight them up with the swords kind of movie. And originally in the original story, um, Matt Damon was supposed to kiss Ben Affleck's character, but that scene got cut. Ben Affleck says that Ridley Scott cut it and replaced it with Matt kneeling in front of him because Ridley Scott thought it would be distracting to see Ben Affleck and Matt Damon kiss each other, which uh, normally I would, uh, normally I would be on the side of saying, okay, you only cut this because someone is homophobic, but I really do think that would be very distracting. Well, it would be very distracting because Matt would kiss him and say, you know, oh, and no homo, bro. But he wouldn't say homo. He would say the F word because he barely learned that is something you don't say. 
no. And then, yeah, Ben would be like, no, no, bro. No, bro. You can't say that word anymore, bro. He said what? Love is love, bro. Since when? Since when? <laughs> bro, don't you remember talking to your daughter, bro? <laughs> also, for me, it would be distracting because I would feel really bad for Matt Damon because you know that Ben Affleck has serious coffee mouth. Well, better than Matt Damon, who has shit mouth. So he ain't one to he ain't one to be judgmental about that. Um, Adele lives in Los Angeles. Did you know that, Michael? Yeah, I see her at the grocery store all the time. I see her at I see her at Food for Less very often. You see her when you're shopping for uh, toilet rooms for your home. Yeah, you need to put a new toilet room. So I always thought that she lived in like the countryside of London. But no, she lives in Los Angeles. And we know this because she admitted that she lives in Los Angeles because she couldn't afford the home that she has now if she lived in London. So apparently houses in London are super expensive. I looked up some houses for sale on Sotheby's and they're like really expensive. Yes. But and this the house she has, she has it in hidden valley which sadly is not where ranch comes from it's like a fancy 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 part of beverly hills i mean all farts all farts all parts are pretty much fancy in beverly hills but that's like a gated community and she bought like three homes in the same area so it's like a she's building like a compound and yeah she, she bought one house and then bought the one next to it and then bought the one across the street so she's got a little triangulation and apparently she spent 30 million dollars on all three of them yeah, and it's probably worth three times that now. So yeah, she probably couldn't have that in London, London, but she could have that in the countryside. Yeah, of I London. Read, I read that her net worth is almost two two hundred million dollars. She could afford. She could build Beverly Hills mansions in, I don't know, uh, Blackpool, or yeah, or Manchester. The, uh, she yeah. just wants. Yeah, she just wants to be in LA. She's because she's kind of at very LA now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's just making excuses. She wants to be not. She wants to be near Mo- Nobu Malibu because if you're not papped there at least once a week, you're not considered a celebrity. So that's even, the real reason. Yeah, even though Adele is rich enough that she could fly back and forth from London to LA once a week to go to Nobu Malibu, she's thrifty. She's being very money conscious. Yes. So um, you know that there's they're making a new Willy Wonka movie. Yes. Mm-hmm, the origin story. The origin story. Young Willy Wonka. We know that Timothy Chalamet is playing Willy Wonka before he gets to the Chocolate Factory. Or I don't know. He, maybe he was born into Chocolate Factory aristocracy. We're mm-hmm. going to have to find out. So Timothy just Instagrammed the first picture of himself as Willy Wonka. And it looks like Timothy Chalamet. But it mm-hmm. also looks like him in a velvet jacket and a little brown top hat. Uh, we will share the picture on Instagram so everybody can see it. But everybody on the internet thinks he looks so hot. When the, he t- first put that picture out, I was like on Twitter. It was trending on Twitter. And I immediately thought, okay, Timothy Chalamet either like died or he did something really wrong or we found his old tweets or something. And then I clicked on the hashtag and it was just Timothy Chalamet in a velvet jacket. And a little top hat. Yeah, it's, it looks like Timothy Chalamet in um, A Christmas Carol. Oh, it's yes, it's it's very Dickensian. Tiny Timothy. Oh, he's Tiny Timothy. Uh, also, I think that people really, were really into him because they thought he looked kind of broody. Like his hat kind of casts a shadow on his eyes and his head is like down a little bit and he's got some dark circles under his eyes. I mean, there's a lot of broken shoulders out there because everyone was reaching. Okay, it's just Timothy. It's just the kid from Call Me By Your Name in a Christmas Carol cosplay. He looks like (laughs) he's going to go caroling. Oh, maybe that is Willy Wonka's origin story. He's a a caroler. He's a caroler. Then he ran into the Oompa Loompas. And the rest is history. The rest is chocolate history. chocolate history is that the i want that to be the name of the movie um so andrew lloyd weber just like the rest of us hated the cats movie that they made so 2019 i feel like i did i feel like i don't even have to set this up like i only somebody who just came out of a coma needs this preface 
but they made a movie out of the musical cats in 2019 it was a huge piece of shit and okay michael would you here's the thing cats gets dragged a lot for being like a, a very stupid movie did you think it was as bad as people said it was uh yes did you yeah <laughs> yeah it was I, pretty bad and because yeah. i was at least expecting like can't be good mm-hmm. it was just horrible it had its moments but overall is shit generally it was busted it was very unenjoyable so andrew lloyd weber also thought it was unenjoyable he said he hated it so much that it made him want to buy a dog which alone in itself that's a great setup for a joke but it wasn't really a joke because andrew lloyd weber a cat person went out and bought a Havanese dog and so he told Variety, this is how much he hates cats. I don't want to butcher this quote because it is it is really great writing from, uh, you know, the person who wrote Chess and... Did he do Starlight Express? Chess? Angeloid Robert d- didn't write Chess. He didn't write Chess? No, he wrote Starlight Express, <laughs> Phantom of the Opera, Sunset Boulevard. Did he do Kiss I'm the Spider Woman? No. Anyway, no, he didn't do chess. Avita, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so I was wrong. Please, chess heads, don't come for me on that. So he told Verhetti. So Andrew sets it up. He he wanted to go on a plane, and he wanted to bring his dog. And obviously, you can't just bring a dog on a plane. You need permission. So he said, I rode off, and I said, I needed him with me at all times because I'm emotionally damaged, and I must have this therapy dog. The airline wrote back and said, can you can you prove that you really need him? And I said, yes, just see what Hollywood did to my musical. And then he said that the note came back that it said there was no doctor's report required. Which girl, please. I mean, he probably got a check, a huge check for that movie. And he probably used some of that money to buy that dog. Oh, the dog that cats bought. (laughs) Yeah, that that dog was bought with blood money, blood money dog. I don't know how he can look at that dog with a clean conscience. So last but not least, Michael, Halloween is coming up. We're uh, two weeks away from Halloween, basically. And we've talked before at length about various things about Halloween. Halloween candy, Halloween costumes. uh, I don't know what else. Basically just those two. But now we're going to talk about how old is too old for trick-or-treating. So... The Takeout, the website The Takeout, was asking a few of the writers, how old is too old for trick-or-treating? Because people are very, people have beliefs about this that are unwavering. They're like entrenched in their belief. So one person said they think 16 is too old. Another person said 17. One person said high school. Once you're in high school, it's over. So when was, do you remember the last year you went trick-or-treating? Or do you remember the year that you realized I I don't think I should be doing this. For me, it was probably junior high school, maybe seventh grade. Mm -hmm. Sixth grade was probably the last time. In seventh grade, I told myself I was too old. What, what, when did you stop? If you stopped. Yeah. (laughs) still going out to this day um in the eight the eighth grade was my last year that i went out and then in the ninth grade i that was sort of the year that everyone thought they were too cool for it so i stayed home and i handed out candy instead so for me the dream died in ninth grade but i went out my first year of college like no not first year i think i went out like sometime in college so i was like 19 or 20 and i felt like a creep it didn't feel right. Yeah, yeah. When I see adults trick or treating, yeah. which I have seen, I think it's weird. But I don't think I think I don't think I should think it's weird because, especially if the person's childless. Like, right. if you're childless and you're a grown up, you should be able to trick or treat without judgment. Because how are you supposed to get all that free candy? It's not right. <laughs> Only people with children are allowed to get free candy. No, it's a discrimination. It's- yeah, I will say I am with you on that. This is the first year that I can actually take a child out trick-or-treating who will have the stamina to be able to do a solid street. And you can tell you can tell her, tell them that um, you, have you have a, a sick brother at home. Yeah, they're <laughs> sick at home. So give me double the candy. And then she give it to you. I can't do that. I show up and they're going to call the police. It, <laughs> you're going to home invade them. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that last segment was proof that I should definitely be talking about musicals, uh, considering I don't know shit about musicals. But here we go. So, Michael, I know that you are a musical theater person. Ish, yeah. Ish. Ish. Yeah. I would say you know enough to get by. So this segment is truly up your alley because we're going to talk about a new Broadway musical that didn't actually go to Broadway. It's on Netflix and it's a masterpiece. It's on Broadway. Oh, okay. It hasn't opened yet. Yeah. But it's on Broadway. Yeah. So it will be, it will be Broadway. But right now, if you can't go to Broadway, you can catch it on Netflix. So right before Broadway closed down because of COVID in like March, 2020, a musical based on Princess Diana called Diana, a new musical was set to premiere. I think that it was set to premiere like March 30th or something. So yeah. They were, and I they think were it had, I think it like had an out of town run in La Jolla, maybe. Yeah. The La Jolla Playhouse. Yeah. yeah. So it, it existed out there and it was just about to do Broadway. And then COVID obviously messed everything up. So instead of waiting for Broadway to open back up, uh, Netflix kind of bought the rights for it to be filmed without an audience and streamed like a movie. So like you said, it is going to be on Broadway. You can definitely go and see it live and in person. But if you want to watch it from the comfort of your home, uh, October 1st, Diana the Musical, or just Diana, dropped on Netflix. And Michael and I have watched Diana the Musical. And we have, this is our review. We've got some thoughts about it. So it's it's all the cast from the Broadway musical. Uh, it's directed by uh, Christopher Ashley, who I believe was the director of the Broadway musical. The book and the music was written by Joe DiPietro, who is like a jukebox musical kind of person. Yeah, he did like the Elvis one. So he like knows kind of sort of, I don't want to say rock musical, because that's like not a, that's not a good way to define the genre but this is kind of like that like i wasn't expecting diana the musical to have as much electric guitar as it did but it like opens with wailing like like well that's a lot of the way a lot of modern musicals sound nowadays Mm -hmm. they all have these like pop rock songs Mm -hmm. which drives me crazy like that's what the modern yeah they it all sounds like yeah like rejected pop rock songs from the 90s yeah it sounds like uh like the rock of ages soundtrack but if you're trying to do that soundtrack and like not get sued for copyright infringement that's what it all kind of sounds like to me it all sounds like sound alikes do you know what a sound alike is yeah yeah like in a commercial when you're like we need this to sound like uh baby got back but we can't use baby got back so it's gotta be you know girls got a butt (laughs) Yeah, and the songs in this all kind of sound the same. Like, I don't really remember what the songs were anymore, and I just watched it yesterday. Yeah, also, it for uh, for me, when I watch a musical or listen to a musical, when I say watch a musical, I've, like, watched no musicals, but I listen to the soundtracks. There's always, to me, one song that stands out instantly where I'm like, I'm going to be listening to this 40 times. I'm going to wear it out. And... It's all I'll listen to until I move on to the next one. I cannot hum any of the songs from Diana. I could, if you put a gun to my head, no, if you put a gun to my head and said, give me uh, five lyrics, one bar of lyrics, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. Yeah, it's all pretty forgettable. Yeah. But the what the musical basically is, it's Diana's, from when Diana meets Charles, marries Charles, has babies, realizes or knows she's in a shit marriage, mm-hmm. gets out of it, causes mayhem in the royal family, and then dies. And yeah. the main players are Diana, Charles, Camilla, the Queen, Queen uh, James, oh, James Hewitt. Hewitt. <laughs> who that's one of the best parts and one of the best parts like when yeah. james hewitt comes out and he's like shirtless he had just been riding and he's like, on a saddle yeah. creaming their panties and yeah. they do this weird dance number about oh, james hewitt it's like the rum tum tugger song from cats except about a person like they are horny for james hewitt they are so horny it's it's almost to the point of like uncomfortable sexuality 
Like, it was, it felt very out of place. I liked it because it was out of place. It wasn't another song where Charles is singing to Camilla. Yeah, and there's this other scene with James Hewitt where James Hewitt and Diana are in bed, like they just fucked. And then on the other side of the stage, Charles and Camilla are in bed. And then they all kind of sing about how they're in this how the, yeah, how weird like love triangle. Again, yeah. It's so weird. It's, but yeah, the whole thing is weird. It's weird, too, because here Diana uh, is one of those stories. I shouldn't say story, but it's like a historical story where I think a lot of us know the details of it because it's been written about so often and it was covered in tabloids for so long. And like, I know everything there is to know about the like diana and charles situation as you know do you we write about the royals all the time and yet every single thing that happened in this movie was a surprise to me really what was the surprise well there was like a surprise like okay in the part where they like camilla has a party and then charles shows up and then diana shows up and then they're like they sing that song that's like camilla and diana are gonna fight and that was like a shock to me where i was like oh my god they really had a messy fight like this at a party it's like well yeah they yeah i mean historically they showed up at a party together and whatever it was probably a lot more boring in real life than it is in this musical well, they could have made that up, too. Like, I didn't take this as it, it was the accurate history of Diana from Yale University. It's just like, they probably just went through the Wikipedia page and were like, okay, yeah, let's see. Okay, yeah. Let's write a yeah, song about that. Okay. They're like, yeah, they're like, Diana had one son named William. Okay, write a verse about him. She had another ginger-haired son, Harry. <laughs> write about him. Yeah, because it goes fast. Like, Yes, she's she met Charles. He courted her. He engaged her. They're married. And this is like 20 minutes in. Yeah, right after the marriage scene, it like lights go down. She like approaches Charles from behind and she's like, I've got great news. And he's like, you're pregnant so soon. And I'm like, oh, wow, we're really just pressing the pressing the gas on this one. (laughs) Also, okay, so I have written I've written a couple notes and the this is going to be these are my like hater notes. These are like the rude things that I wrote. Um. So this was like some of the worst dancing I've ever seen. There's the scene where they're at the, they go to see Bach. They go to see like a classical music thing. And it's all about how Diana is. She's into Elton John and Prince and uh, Culture Club. and And Charles is so stuffy and he only likes classical music. And then they do this dance where she imagines, she like fantasizes that they all like get funky and get down. And they're all dancing together, and it's like the worst TikTok dance I've ever seen. Because there's these weird moves. It kind of reminded me of uh, on Drag Race, the like unauthorized rusicals, where everybody has to learn choreography real quick. Yeah, and that's not exactly everyone is a dancer. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, what can you do? Can you push your elbow out here? And then can you put your arms over your head? And uh, how far down can you bend on your knee without it hurting? <laughs> that's what it. That's sort of what I was getting from it. Well, and in the defense of the actress, what, mm-hmm. um, Jenna DeWall. Jenna DeWall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the in her defense, she played Diana. She had to dance with approximately eighty five tons of straw on top of her head. Because that wig was horrible. It looks so heavy. Oh, and it like didn't move, of course, because it's like a wig that's been hairsprayed. But it didn't, it, to me, it was too dark. Like it didn't look like Diana's hair. Or maybe the lighting was wrong on it. Maybe it looked good backstage. But that hair, to me, she reminded me of like the PTA mom that keeps petitioning for abstinence only sex ed. And they keep being like, Janet, sit down. It's not happening. You meant you bring this up every time. I don't know. I got little British boy from that wig, but I didn't really get PTA mom. But yeah, I see. I see where you can see that. And also, one thing is the sets were very distracting because mm-hmm. it was this mixture of like eighties neon lights mm-hmm. and then you know fancy royal type palace furniture so it was it was like a sears in the 80s did a window display of the royal family <laughs> or yes, a jc penny that's very accurate yeah it was it was very weird also it was filmed in a way where 
I don't, I haven't watched a lot of filmed musicals, but it kind of, to me, the vibe it was giving off was like, they wanted to keep reminding you that you were watching a stage play. So they would kind of shoot from above. Yeah, that's kind of how they did Hamilton. Okay. Like they try to shoot it cinematically. So it's not just one shot straight on. It's like, like a movie. Right. Except. It was kind uh, I I would say that didn't work. <laughs> I don't want to see how the sausage is made, especially in this case. The one positive thing I will say is that they need to win a Tony for some of the lyrics because there's this one part where Diana is going to, you know, she's kind of sick of the royal family. She's sick of wearing mm-hmm. these, um, you know, the clothes they want her to wear. So she gets all fashiony, right? Mm-hmm. And she puts on that black dress and the whole number is called, I think, fuck you dress. Yeah, the fuck you dress. Yeah, and they there's this part where they sing like, fuckity, 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 fuck you dress. Yeah. Like, what the? They give them the Tony now. <laughs> that's what they, that's what they submit. They're crossing their fingers. Oh, I hope this is... <laughs> I yeah, they will the win. We're banking on this one. They'll totally win. They'll sweep. So, would you recommend, Allison, to the people listening? Yeah. Would you recommend they see Diana the Musical on Netflix? I would say yes, because it is okay. Here's the thing: it's long. It's two hours long, so that might turn a lot of people off because there's only so much like laughing at bad theater that you can do for a certain amount of time. But it is fun if you go into it knowing they're doing this seriously they're all very serious about what they're doing and they believe in this musical that is where the joy lies for me is knowing that this is a this is a terrible this is a terrible music it's like terrible music terrible musical the dancing is bad the acting is like not great but all of them are committing to it and that's what i really love to see is even if something is complete garbage if everybody is into it and treating it like it's seriously then it's it's a it's enjoyable to watch so i would say yes i would recommend watching it would you recommend this to people or would you tell them would you like warn them against it well another positive thing i will say is at least the music is original because so many musicals on broadway are jukebox musicals so at least it's original but i would not recommend it unless i hate you if I recommend it, then that's the way it is. That, that's me saying I hate you. So there you go. We loved Diana the Musical on Netflix. So <laughs> watch it. But on that note, our show is over. But before we go, we'd like to ask you to rate and review us if you haven't already. And if you have one question or any kind of question for us, email us at dtp at delisted.com and happy birthday, Allison. <gasps> I'm blowing out some pretend candles right now. Oh shit. Did you wear a mask when you do that? You can't you can't <laughs> oh, no. be blowing on candles nowadays. You gotta use a fan. Fuckity, 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 f